Now, does the situation change there because of society? Of yeah, the monkey society? It, it would have to, right? Because the one monkey can't overpower five other ones to stop them. He's going to probably freak out. But the action is the same, right? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. That's wild, dog. What's up, y'all? Thanks for tuning in to Inner Drip. This is a podcast that Jafet and I have had in the works for a while now, and we are excited to finally share it with you. This is something that we have talked about for years, and these first few episodes were recorded several months ago. We had a few production delays, and we did not yet know the title of our podcast, so you will hear us refer to it here and in the next few episodes as we'll figure it out, because you know what? We hadn't figured it out yet. Well, we have, we did, this is it, and I hope you enjoy it. Zafet Ramirez. David Boyd. Welcome to We'll Figure It Out. Episode one. So yeah, so let's talk about, um, let the listeners, about what a fun night we had yesterday. And we're going to start off with like an intense, super intense story about what we tried yesterday what did we try yesterday what kind of pepper did oh (laughs) yeah uh we ate some carolina reaper mash uh yeah and it was grown by you correctly no that one was not i do have one but those were not my peppers mine have not finished yes so it was um who was it me you and shannon yep Uh, it's one of our homies um we we didn't do a full spoon. We did but not we eat a whole it. pepper. Um, but still, it was a trip in itself. At least to me, when I when I like to try hot stuff, I kind of get a little um, little buzz off of it. One hundred percent, and that is actually literally endorphins released by your body because it thinks it's, it's on dying. fire. You're right? Yeah. 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 It's so that's there's very, a chemical high associated with it. Yeah. And it's very crazy how. Those types of emotion, it is like you're on fire, it, but it's not like you're on fire, because you start sweating, you start like you start getting hot physically. Yeah. So, <laughs> you ever thought about how a liquid can make you feel hot? Like if you're sitting, yeah, maybe not like on the outer skins or the outer. Like hot or, inside your body. Yeah, I definitely man. felt hot inside my stomach yesterday. Yeah. 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 So I mean, if if it was. I would have to say if fire, if you could eat fire and fire had a taste, it'd probably That's, be That it. would be it. That would, yeah, it's perfectly, yeah. it would be it that. It tastes like, to me, it tastes like uh, lava mixed with pineapples. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it did have a little fruity yeah. taste to it. I do, um, but man, it was, it was, I think it's an experience that everybody should at least mentally try at one time. Yeah. You know, try something really, really hot, and it's, it's like a... It's like a journey when you go hiking and you see the end of the mountain or the view. You know, you don't see the view at the beginning of it or during it because you're too busy trying to, you know, accomplish what you're doing. I feel like sometimes when we do the hot stuff, it's like you have to mentally prepare yourself and you have to mentally push yourself through that journey. And and this pear, then this pepper, we said it yesterday. Like, dude, when you guys try this and you touch it immediately to any part of your body, you feel it right away. Dude, when I was chopping them up the other day, uh, literally just slicing it open, there was so much oil in the air 
like it volatilizes it goes yeah. in the air that my my nose was running it was so much in the air that when i blew my nose like my snot was hot <laughs> like like my like i wiped my nose after blowing and it, like my whole nostrils and upper lip was just like okay hot and so okay so another i guess another vegetable that does give me that effect like that too where like i don't physically have to touch it or i don't physically have to you know be a, you have to be around it cuz it, it gets in the air but onion yeah onion i'm 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 weak for onions, man. It gets my, me too. My parents or my mom or at work or whatever, they're dicing up onions and I can't do it. Do you I, think she just got used to it over years? No, so, so I, yeah, you kind of get used, I guess your parents kind of get used to it in a way. Or they'll start doing like these remedies where like I've always was told to stick the onion, you cut it in half and you stick it in the freezer. That, okay. Or soak no, that, it in water. Water, like I, you chop them underwater. No, you would just soak it in water for a little bit and then chop it. Okay, okay. Uh, I'd be honest. I don't really cook with onions often until recently when I started making that curry. Yeah. And so, like, I I don't know. I just rarely, almost never, ever cooked with onions until recently. Yeah, they fuck me up. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> and, uh, that and and hot peppers. You cut them and, and yeah, they, they will fuck you up. But I mean, they're so good too, though. Now, one thing I did hear recently was that the onions making you cry thing might mean your knives are too dull. Do you think that's true? Because they said that it's like breaking the cell walls instead of slicing clean. I don't know that I really buy that because you're still slicing cell walls regardless. But that's just what I saw on YouTube a few weeks ago. And I mean, everything that's on YouTube is true, right? Goddamn right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't put it past it um, just because, I, I mean, yeah, there's got to be some way, somehow these people have this. Look, Imagine these chefs that cut thousands and thousands of onions. Right. You know, does just your body... just over here bawling. Well, does your body build, like, an immune system to, it? like, your eye? It's really just my eyes. Yeah, oh yeah, just the eyes. Yeah, just the eyes. They're just running and I don't know, do you... Or do you just go out and hire people that have less tear count? <laughs> you, you know, it's like, hey, we need you to... We're going to pay you to cut onions, but we need, a, we need a count of your... We don't need a drug test you, we just need a count of your tears. <laughs> you know, that's, and you, if you got it, you got it. Yeah. Hey, be cool. Fuck A. <laughs> Yeah, so today we, um, so that was kind of last night, we hung out, had a good time, linked with the crew, went to Hub City Brewery. Hub City Brewing! Um, yee yee! Where else did we go? Nope, that was no, it. No, that was it. That we was just it. We came, came here, back, back here. to here, and um, we got up this morning, we had a good workout, we had a good little Great gym workout, workout today. Um, David was in charge of the workouts. It was an unusual workout. Yeah, it was, uh... It was. It was a. I guess. Yeah. It was unusual, but it it was an accomplished workout that we got what we needed from the workout. Um, yeah. I didn't feel like just going in and just benching and deadlift. I just didn't feel like that today. Yeah. So we did. Uh, let's see here. We did. Um, we started out with one-handed deadlifts. I think. No, no, no. We started out with a fat grip. 
Yes. Fat so grip. explain that to... Okay. Uh, yeah, so the fat grip is a barbell attachment that is basically just a fat-ass piece of rubber that goes over the bar. So it decreases your ability to wrap your hand all the way around it. So, you know, it's almost like kind of trying to grab a soda can. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you can wrap your hand all the way around a soda can and touch your fingers, good for you. You're a monster. Uh, but for the rest yeah. of us, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a little bit of a gap there. So it makes it harder to pick up the bar. Um, so you can do less weight, but it increases your grip capacity better. Yeah, and honestly, what I felt from them when I did it, it was kind of like your your middle fingers were working a little bit more because I think yeah. on the outer, when you grab something, your thumb and your point finger, and sometimes your pinky probably do the most like gripping because yeah think, like that fat muscle right here maybe. yeah and so like when we were picking it up with the fat grip it was kind of like you, you, you your forearms needed to work a little bit more because you were kind of leaning everything on those two middle fingers yeah so it was definitely in, more forearm. it was definitely interesting to do i um, liked it where did you find i mean where honestly man i i don't even know i think i, I stumbled across it on fitness youtube like uh year or two ago and saw that they had them in the gym and i was like we got to try this yeah i, I mean, saw it last time i was at the gym i didn't even bother with it because i'd already I'd so already i have out. also seen some cool stuff like that that i would definitely like to try one of them is um so you can buy these rubber things for your feet where it spreads out your your all your fingers almost like what they put on like if you're getting a pedicure kind of Except like that like stiffer yeah, yeah. silicone and, instead of foam and yeah and so that's mm. when you're when you're squatting or doing leg work it's spreading out your whole your whole foot what else we did oh yeah so we then we did the one-handed deadlifts which mm -hmm. were fun i enjoy them yeah they were awkward <laughs> um those were more challenging trying to keep the weight balanced from yeah. it leaning to one because if you would scoot and it i kind of realized too it depends on your frame and these like different types of weird exercises we did would really point out your weaknesses absolutely um not like when you're doing you know a regular workout yeah you can kind of tell what you're struggling with but like the other one could pull through and help you out on these ones, you were users were in positions that usually are not in. Yeah, it's gonna be hitting like weird little tiny accessory muscles or yeah. something that you're not maybe normally paying attention to. Um, what did we do after that? After that, oh yeah, we did the uh, dumbbell snatches with the fat grips. Yeah, that was that was mighty difficult too for me. I, I don't usually do. I don't ever do none of the this stuff that we did today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one was cool. My favorite one though was, so we hopped on the sand. Well, we did a lap or two laps around the top of the track. Just walking. And just walking. We didn't Catching run. Up. Yeah. And then we um, we dove into were the sandbag sprints. Hell yes. That, that was sandbag sprints. Yeah, and it's a hundred pound. Yeah. Bag. Nothing so, crazy. Nothing crazy. Just, but uh, I mean, just an extra hundred pounds on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, it's he might not sound like it's you know a hundred pounds, 
might not be a lot, but when you sprinting. Oh my God. <laughs> you sprinting and then you sprint from one side with one shoulder, you, you drop it off of you and immediately you pick it back up and you throw it on the other side of your shoulder and you sprint as far or as hard as you can across the court. So, I mean. I want to do those again. It's a task. I want to do those again. 100%. Yeah. So we're going, we're going to be ready for those kids that were racing. Oh my yeah. God, dude. We're going to be so much faster than those dudes. Give us a month. And it's it's race on. Yeah, they were fast though. They, yeah, they, they were. One they guy were good was. Runners. Yeah, one the guy with the dreads was was really fast. Um, yeah, that was our gym day. It was awesome. Um, All right, so Jafet, why don't you introduce yourself to the good people of America and the world and the universe? Alrighty, well, hey, name's Jafet Mezrain Garcia Ramirez. It's a long I actually name. did not know the second one. Yeah, it's my middle name. Um, so Say it me- again. Jafet Mezrain. Mezrain. Yeah. So in in um in Mexico, I was born in Mexico. I'm 33 years old, um, but I got here in, to the U.S. when I was like five. So basically, I've lived my whole life here in the United States. But in Mexico, they um they do things a little bit different. They add your whole name like that to your um. It's your birth certificate. So Garcia is in the mother. Um, that's my mother's last name, and Ramirez is my father's. So I like that actually. Yeah. So over there is not like a masculine kind of thing where like that you you just run with the dad last name. Now that does beg the question then if you if you get you know your mother's last name and your father's last name as your last name basically right? Yeah. So. When two people with both last names have a kid, that would mean the kid has like six six last names now or whatever. Yeah, four. You're right. Yeah, that's how math works. Or how how does that work? That's what I'm getting at. How does that work? I I have no no (laughs) idea. I never thought about it. But in my, my birth certificate, I have my mother's and my father's last name. I don't know. I guess you just so, carry wait, on wait, wait, your mother's wait, wait. and your father's Which, last name. So you right? got your father's father's last name no, and your mother's... Well, my dad... Yeah. I mean, it doesn't change, right? Well, that's what I'm getting at. Is like, why don't you have four last names? You see what I'm saying? Well, no, I... I or I or is Garcia a second middle name? And no, Ramirez it's, is, it's Garcia's. Okay. My mom's Mary Lou Garcia... But see, she doesn't have two two last names like that. They just started recently. It depends. Look, Mexico is so, like, backwards and ranky-danky that, like, they don't, they don't do a well job until recently of registering, like, your names. And, like, okay. it, it wasn't computerized. It yeah. wasn't so, like, um... So we just recently went to Mexico, and the reason was that, um... We have a, my, my parents have a house in uh, Michoacan. It's like in the middle of Mexico. And the biggest problem we've always had is because the name registered in my mom over there. My mom is Mary Lou Ramirez. That's what people know her. That's what she's okay. around here. That's her name under driver license, everything. But in the birth certificate, it's Ma, Ma Point Lou Garcia. Like so, they abbreviated it? Yeah. 
on the birth certificate. <laughs> and so, like, we have gone through so much trouble of, like, some papers are in this name, some papers are in that name, that you have to kind of, and they're, they're ranky-danky like that over there, man. So now, with this new president, he kind of invested money into the department of, like, registrating, like, your kid and, and doing it right, like, you know, you, you do here. Um, so they're getting, they're getting into that system, too, of, like, social security numbers. They're getting into that system of, like, retirement. They're, they're up and up. Like, they're, they're trying to, you know, be a little bit more savvy in technology and all this and that. Now over there, too, um, you register your, your signature. And it's a registered signature that the government has to have on file. So you can, I mean, that's as valid as, over over there, there's a driver's license, and then there's a voting registration card. Okay. The voting registration card is worth more than a driver's license over there to valid your ID. Like to say, this is who you are for yeah, sure. Yeah, so like if you want to go there and you want to, you buy a house and you want to put... The, you know, the electric uh, bill in your name. You bring the voter registration yeah, card. They won't accept the driver's license. Interesting. Here is the opposite. Here the driver's license is worth more than the like I'm I'm Hispanic. I've had a passport, you know. And I've shown my passport some sometimes when I didn't have a driver's license. And most people here were opposite about the passport. Like they were, they were like, they were what like, is this? Nah, Why don't we you don't, just show me need... your driver's license? Yeah, and they, yeah, and they... so like since little around here where we live, there's not a lot of people that go outside of this country. Not everybody goes Dude. outside of this country, so they don't realize that this passport is worth more around the world. Like that's your number one document yeah. that you want to hear something funny about that. What's up? A... Uh, one time in in Chico. I had come back to visit and hang out after I'd turned 21, right? I was 21, I was there, 21 when I came back to visit. The dude who ran the liquor store right next to our house would not sell me booze with my Tennessee license because he was like, it might be fake. And like, this is a college town, so they do get a lot of fakes, but he was like, it might be fake. I was like, it's like, if I bring my passport, will you sell me booze? He was like, yeah. Hey, bring me your fucking passport, sure. And I was like, all right. Well, so he was I went and I, I don't even know, maybe, maybe that might have been it. Well, it's because they, they, but I did. I bought booze with my passport yeah, and I had dude. to. That yeah. was the only way he was going to give it to me. Well, we also live in the South, though, bro. That there's not, I don't think there's a big, diverse, accepted culture that it's getting, it's getting there. But back in the day, man. Bro, I, I remember going to, what was that club that was by Asian Garden? Now it's a church. There used to be a club there. And when I turned like 20, man, I would show up with my passport and the bouncer would give me would give me a tough time. And I'd be like, Fuck you, bro, man. do this you is, not? This is who I am. But I'm talking like, bro, this is, this represents in the mass perspective of like identification in all around the world. 
Like if this can get me into a uh, country, Czechoslovakia, it should damn well get me into to your a, a ranky danky <laughs> a cowboy know. bar. Exactly, and that's so what that, it was, right? It was a honky tonk type. thing. It was, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, look where we live. I mean, that's yeah. That's it's just the way things are. And since little, I was always exposed to little situations like that, where like that's why I always have had a passion. And am passionately about traveling and enjoying other cultures and learning from them, man. It's like, once again, we're talking about me a little bit. I got, you know, got away from the topic for a little bit, but I, we yeah. We took a nice little loop-de-loop. D- detour, you know. Um, it, but that gives you a little bit more information on what I want to do and why I do it. Um, I take um, pictures as my main focus. Um, I used to, you know, I've been in the, I played guitar, I've always been artsy, I, I love to paint, um, but pictures, I feel like it's, my mentality sometimes on painting is like the whole process of like painting, I lose, I'll be so inspired, and about halfway through it, I get de-inspired, like uninspired. Like it takes too long and the Yeah, the and I'm like, I'm forget it. Because, man, I have, I was looking at it. I have some canvases at home that, like, I have started. Like, they're good. But I stopped halfway. And, like, when taking pictures, bro, it's like I can do all that in, like, less than a minute, man. Just click a picture. Done. You know, I, obviously I have, the, like, that cool artistic eye that I think painting right the setup process is more weighted what? heavily on the photography right in terms of like you have the vision you, you it might take you a few minutes to line up your shot the way yeah. you want it to be but it doesn't take you two hours to well, take I, the shot and like I'm super the thing that I like about it too is like I guess the process of like getting my equipment ready that I think I, I like it that like I love the process of getting the paint out and, you know, setting it up and being ready. But I just didn't like my idea not being projected as quick as I needed it to be. 100%. So, I relate like, to that so much with painting. I, and that's <laughs> like, how I feel every time I paint. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this cool thing. I'm like, it's been three hours and I'm halfway done. Right, right. <laughs> so, like, with pictures, it's like... The masterpiece has already been there, but I just have to find, I have just have to have that eye, and I do have that eye that I can click it, edit quick, and I can, if I edit all and completely with picture and edit, might take me. If I need to edit it really, really deep into it, dude, I can have it done like less than 10 minutes. Post it up. Hell yeah. Send out. So like, I think that's where I thrive, and that's just the type of person I am too. Like, I'm just like a, with anything in life, I'm just like a, if I'm going to do that thing, I'm going to do that thing as quick as possible, as good as possible, and I'm going to try to learn as much as possible, quick. My lifestyle is always, I'm always up and down. I'm not a, I'm not a homebody. I, I, I can chill here, but it's because we're, we're talking about interesting stuff. That's why we started the podcast. Hell yeah. Bro, we're always... Like, these conversations that we're recording right we now... We talk good. <laughs> are our usual conversations. We just like, hey, let's throw some mics up in a camera and let's just roll with it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, pictures are a big thing for me. Working out is a big thing for me. Eating is a big thing for me, too. I love food. I love to cook food. 
Um, I did grilled cheese yesterday for the homies. Hell yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, no man, it's all good. I I, I like it, man. I, I like that process of seeing and cooking is easy too because it doesn't take. Some things will take a little bit longer, but it's a quick process, and you get to see the fruits of your work, and you get to enjoy them, and you get to taste them, and you get to eat. So yeah, man. Once again, I'm Jafet. I'm 33. Um, I love photography. I love art. I love fashion. I'm into like sneakers and stuff like that too, man. I'm into um any any sport. Um, other than I've never really gotten into swimming, but I I probably could fuck with anything else. Um, yeah. What about you, man? My name is David Boyd, and. I'm into a lot of shit as well. I have always considered myself a dabbler, I guess, in a lot of ways, because there's so many things that I love and want to do, but goddammit, there's only so much time. So I'm okay at a bunch of shit, and I'm pretty good at a few things. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. I originally planned to grow up and be a scientist, That was my whole career path goal until after I graduated with an evolutionary biology degree and realized there was jack shit I could do with it. So you just picked the wrong field of science. No, not necessarily, because that was what I liked, right? But but what they don't necessarily talk about is the difference between how much you love something and the economic uh, viability. (laughs) The realistic of like, hey, you're not going to make no By the way, there's going to be 50 jobs in the whole country for this thing. And you're going to have to live in the middle of nowhere if you want to be one of the 40 people who's not at a university. Like, that type of stuff. So when I, uh, yeah, when I graduated college, you know, I was still kind of trying to do that. I, you know, I moved out to Colorado. I worked at a garden center for a while as a inventory slash consultant uh, person where... A, I was running a lot of forklifts and stuff, uh, but B, customers would come to me and say, hey, my plants look like this, they're doing that, what do I need, what kind of, you know, what kind of fertilizers do I do for this point in the growth cycle, and so, yeah, I was getting to apply my biology knowledge in a way that would pay my bills, and yeah. that was what I did for a while, um, but that's not even, I don't know, man, um, did That's you, not even my only thing. Did you ever fuck with any of the customers and been like, yeah, my plant's like turning yellow. It's like, oh, all you need to do is rock it three times a night. <laughs> no, I needed to keep my job. <laughs> but that yeah. would have been dope. So, yeah, sorry to interrupt and keep. No, but, um, but I've always had a lot of other interests, too. And I think that even if I had succeeded in going in as a you know biological scientist, well, then I wouldn't have had the time and ability to do some of the other things that I'm passionate about, like arts. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily just visual art. Uh, like we said, you know, I, I do a little bit of visual art, a little bit less than I used to, but I still do some. Um, I am the worst musician of all my friends, but <laughs> no, I you play a little got me bit. Beat. Nah, I don't know about that. But, um, but I like to dabble in that too. You know, I write a little bit. I do a little bit of everything. Um, so I, I consider myself a poly art. Okay. I'm not yeah. like a one art type of dude that's like, oh, that dude is an amazing painter. Like, no, no one's ever going to say that. People are going to look at my shit and be like, oh, that's pretty good. But, but I just... they could be like, oh, he's pretty good at this other thing too. Yeah. So I see 
my interest in the creative arts in general more so. Like science and art are my thing. And everything else is just a freaking subcategory of that. So on the topic of view, for the viewers that don't know us outside of our circle, my man here, homeboy, just had his first comedy show that um, we just had a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And it was successful. Um, he's going to talk to you about how he thought it went and you know the future plans that maybe they have going on um so you guys need to stay tuned and you guys need to listen to the ones that are locally listeners that you know are willing to come to these events i was there um to tell you the truth is i was super surprised um more satisfied than expected you guys killed it to all the friends out there that um that you know we're in the show um super proud of y'all um and i honestly i'm super glad too because um it has i think it has fi- we got finally got a crew bro do you remember at your house when we used to hang out it'd just be me and you and like yeah we would you know add gilbert a couple times you know we would hang out with others but like we were always fucking hanging out we'd be like we're gonna find a crew that likes to do shit that we do. Yeah. And I think to this point now, what, two years later or a year later? Yeah. We're getting to that point where, like, all our friends are talented and we can... They're like Legos. You can plug them in and they adapt and they boost our experience. So, yeah. So, so let us know more about the comedy show. Yeah. So, I produced... The show Comedy at the Carnegie on August 20th, 2022. Uh, it was wildly successful beyond what I anticipated it was going to be. And it was one of these things where uh, I just wanted to have a few friends on a stage telling jokes to each other. And <laughs> it kind of snowballed from there. Um, I think my expectation and most people's expectation at first was, okay, we're going to have like 30 people there, which is all us, you know, like 10 or 12 of us and like some of our friends. And this thing showed to me just how eager people are to hear some fun, creative voices in our community. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the event itself. So it was at the Carnegie Center. We had 10 uh, friends as performers, all of us doing our first stand-up on stage at once. Yeah, not at once, okay. <laughs> in a row, in a row. <laughs> it's like a, um. an hour show in like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all got separate mics. We're just talking over each other. Um, no, so... So, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But what about if you incorporate that and fuck with the audience? Oh, my God. Do you like, like that as like, a yeah, the, like, opening sketch? Yes. <laughs> you go up and like, okay, guys, well, this is going to be a different show. 
We're all going <laughs> to do it up at once. And you guys don't say what your guys are going to say for your you know thing. You just like, hey, just make some stuff up. Because yeah. at, the, at the long run, nobody's going to be able to understand because you guys are all saying it all at the same one time. And you close and you're done and you walk out and I'm like, thank you for, guys for you being here. Um, Thanks for We the appreciate money, it. Thank you. Bye. And then you let it marinate for a while and people are like, not, not too long where people are getting up. Like people need like, to be actually mad. Yeah, and then right away you walk out like, no, okay, this is the start. That was our number one sketch. That okay, was I guess we'll do them all separately if Bro, you want. That would be pretty cool, man. That would be funny. That'd be of funny. course, now we can't because if now it's all. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> You're right. We're never gonna do that thing. Hey, but but it, yeah, that would be funny. That would be yeah. funny. Oh fuck, man. Uh, yeah. So the the show was awesome man i cannot believe that people came and donated money to watch 10 people do stand up for the first time ever and it went so well because everybody did great nobody bombed no that's the most remarkable thing nobody bombed all y'all did good and And that just shows you how talented our friends are yes and how good our fucking community is man yeah we were able to do that thing it was super cool and people want to be a part of stuff yeah, and that's really where our focus, we're going to focus on both of us right now. Uh, our focus is also, too, we're trying to be community-driven also. Because, like, again, we, we're artists, and the only reason we have connected is because, like, I know David, and he knows me through, we used to work at Chick-fil-A, man. Hell yeah, like, my we pleasure. Linked up. Yeah, my pleasure. We linked up and, like... Yo, since then, it's been like, we've been hermanos, like brothers from, and even his parents and my parents, we're all cool, we're all family. Um, yeah, dude, and uh, and the only reason we've linked up with art is because we, if we would have never worked together, man, bro, I don't know if we would ever had met, you know? I don't, I don't know, yeah, that's a good question, because that is... Where we met, we did not have mutual friends before no, that. No. We didn't. I don't think uh, you've ever heard of me, and I ain't never heard of you. I still don't know that we have any, like, separate mutual friends. Mate? I mean, I mean Gilbert, I would, have, I would have eventually met Gilbert. Yeah. And he would have maybe eventually linked me up to you. But May, that I mean, maybe. That would, that would have been that's the, the most only... statistically likely. And like, but that would have been 15 years after we'd originally met. And you never know. You might have never met Gilbert. Not that I bring him around. Nothing like that, bro. But, like, I'm usually the one going back and forth. And then, you know what? I mean, because he works. He's busy, you know. You work. You're busy. I work. We're all busy. So, like, that's the one thing, too, about community-driven. That we're trying to link up all these people, man. Yeah. And that actually ties into an idea that I've mentioned to you that... I don't want to say too, too much before it happens, right? But having a, you know, basically like a, a website phone book of everybody in Jackson and our circles that's creative, that does their own thing, and just have a headshot, this is what they do. Here's a link to their portfolio. Here's a link to their website, Instagram, whatever. Boom, boom, boom. This person's a visual artist. This person's yeah. a video director. This person is a music producer. Like, yeah. have that link up, dude. Yeah, dude, because, like, for example, for people that might not grasp it, but, like, I'll give you an example. Like, right now we started this podcast, correctly? Um, with the podcast, you need to have, like, um, 
introductory music. We have friends that are musicians, you know. Um, and yeah, by my, the time we post this, they'll the people listening will have heard an intro music. Yeah, it, at the time we're recording, yes. it doesn't ha- exist yet, but. Yeah. By the time we post this, most likely. And, and but like, imagine if we weren't connected, with. Yeah, wouldn't that suck if you just knew like one person in your city? So like, like I'm you had no close friends. We're, and they weren't good at stuff. That would be terrible. Well, we're such blessed enough to to have such talented people around us all the time. Always. So your goal with um with the next um comedy show. Are you so are you plan so okay so we we took video of it and the video as far as right now it is getting edited right um when is your plan on like by this time do you think video will be out of the people that want it out or are you just gonna send the individual videos to them and then let them like how's that work I haven't decided yet you haven't decided yet yeah there's definitely a few people that would be cool with having some reels on. I don't know that I want to put the whole thing up. Yeah. Any, but well, first off, we're not going to put the whole thing up. Period. Maybe ten years down the line when it doesn't matter anymore. But there was a couple people that were like, they didn't want their bit online because they have jobs that don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> no, and, and, and uh, no, and that's understandable. But there, but that's not most people. I think most people would be, you know, I mean, none of us said anything controversial or fireable, you know. Like, but I don't know. Got off no, on a tangent. all y'all, all everybody that did the thing was, um, was pretty not. Everything, was but it was R rated, and I'll put yeah, it that way. Yeah, it was yeah, R rated, yeah. and like I told my parents not to come, yeah, because so they what? asked. You know, they were like, "Should we come to your show? We want to be able to support." I was like, "Yeah, I just you know." I was like, "No." <laughs> Did you just go straight out like no, or you were like, "Nah, it might be like some some things." In yeah, there, I, like... I straight out said like, "No, I don't want y'all to be there." No, my... people were and doing phrase, cocaine. The, and... no, right. The <laughs> phrase I used was, "It might offend some sensibilities." You know, that's my polite way of saying like, "Mom, Dad, I'm gonna be talking about some shit that you don't need to hear. You won't enjoy it." Like, yeah, I because I here's the thing, man. They wouldn't be ashamed of what we had done. They would be proud that I'd done a thing, but they would have uh, concerns. Yeah. About the content of my material, because I I got up there and I told embarrassing sex stories and talked about doing drugs and like yeah. that's cool, you yeah. know, to do so. But I don't think my parents would enjoy. Yeah, no, I'm same way. There's parts of my life that I keep from them for their own good, not because I'm afraid or ashamed. I'm just like, hey, y'all don't get it. I, you know, love me the way that you. I know you have. I know I have your support. Yeah, I know you care that I'm doing something cool. Don't come. <laughs> so, so a big thing about like me and like putting my my life out there in the world to see, it, it does come to the topic of like your parents, <laughs> and it does come to the topic of like. Well, they have a different set of values. Well, and also too, when they start seeing you're doing well and you're making money and your life has gotten better, and yeah, you might not be talking about things that they approve of but like 
is there a point where like parents would be like, okay, well, well, they know, have to accept the success, right? The success. They, they have yeah. to accept it so once like, they're successful. I have, this is a main. Like thing. I don't like it, but he's this is a main paying thing his that, like, bills with it. So I've always thought about like, and I, I I tell my parents sometimes too. I'm like, especially when we started talking about this podcast, and like my my mom asked me about it. And Are they like, gonna listen to this? I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. Um, but I've gotten to They're the... awesome people, and if they do listen to this, I hope they don't think less of me. No, no, <laughs> I, I, I think... I, dude, it's just like your parents. I think they they know deep back of their mind that they know what we're good-hearted people. Yeah, but that's the important we thing. We do things that most... It's usually in their religion that, that kind of... It's a no-no that we probably don't care about or we probably our views are different than them um that i have thought that's why i want to do this and i want to do it right and i want to do it big and i'm going to give it my all because one thing i want to do is i want to show my parents and my family like hey yo you got a dope ass son and a dope ass brother i've i'm the smallest of my family so like i have a lot less a lot more to prove because I'm again. I'm like the artsy out of my family, and usually that's the RC one is like the one that you know experiments with stuff. You know, um, yeah, you could make good money, but yeah, you could be a bum artist that doesn't do anything in life. Also, so you're you're um, other than my sisters are always have been straight A students. One's a teacher. One works at a a doctor's office. They're straight. Like, they're straight-edged people. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mad respect to my... Just like your brother, though, man. Like you got to give them yeah, a certain respect. Cool. Maybe not in your point of view, but, like, you kind of give them a respect of being... I don't. I couldn't be straight edge like my sisters, bro. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they survive life. Yeah, it, I would not have... Literally would not have survived life if I was straight edge. Because oh, dude. maybe, and so there's this thing, man, in uh, in the history of spirituality and philosophy that goes across many different cultures and times of the difference between the right-hand path and the left-hand path, all right? So the right-hand path is you follow all the rules. Yeah. Straight. You, you do it. Straight line. You do the thing. Yeah. You, you go to church, you pray. Yeah. You go to work on time. You, yeah. You don't fuck around with alcohol and women other than your wife that you have. Le- yeah, left side is your ups and downs. You're experimenting you're on the left forward, hand right? side. You're, exp- you're, you're experimenting your flouting rules to try and uncover the core from a different pathway. The, you're attacking the problem from a different angle. And for me, all the experimentation with everything jobs drugs travel life is a way to shake up what you thought you knew and I needed my perspective shook up because yeah. the regular way wasn't working yeah no I, I'm 100% on your um, I've <laughs> I've lived through some super downs and some super ups that uh, if you would ask me 
would I do it again? I honestly would probably say yeah. yeah. If I knew the in- the outcome that I'm doing now, yeah, there's still some stuff that I definitely need to work on. But if somebody had told me like, yo, you gotta do it again, and you would be at the same spot as you are now, I'd do it again, dude, in a heartbeat. Cause like me and my mother, we we have like these deep conversations, um, occasionally, and uh, and I've always told her like that the biggest lessons that I've ever gotten in life are from like those rock bottom situations where like. If it shows my mind was more stronger than probably most people, so why would I thrive in a regular situation when I have? I'm not gonna say thrive, but I I'm, I've gotten out of situations mentally and physically and whatever. Like I, yeah, I, there's no downhill from now. You know what I mean? But those rock bottom situations are what taught me those hard lessons that made who I am now. Damn right. They're like a shred edge person. They might be on top of the horse for 30 years and then something fucking life hits and they take it a little bit different and they because they've never had that experience with anything. You know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's some, sorry for getting a little bit deep but that's the one thing too that we talk about real shit on here, man. That feels like a good spot to break. Okay. Smoke a cigarette, come back. Well, me. I know you don't smoke, but I'm gonna. Today's episode is sponsored by KeepBallsOnDogs.com. Attention all dog owners. Are you considering neutering your furry friend? Well, what if we told you there's a better way? Introducing KeepBallsOnDogs.com, a nonprofit movement that encourages pet owners to get their dogs a vasectomy instead of neutering them. A vasectomy is a simple and safe procedure that sterilizes your dog without removing their testicles. That means your furry friend gets to keep all of their natural hormones, which can lead to a healthier and happier life. And that's not all. By choosing a vasectomy over neutering, you're also helping to reduce the risk of certain cancers and other health issues. So join the movement and keep your dog's balls on. Visit KeepBallsOnDogs.com to learn more about the benefits of vasectomy and find a vet near you who performs the procedure. Help us spread the word and make a positive impact on the lives of dogs everywhere. Keep their balls on, keep them happy, and keep them healthy. Visit KeepBallsOnDogs.com today. So, I was looking at that video that you sent me of us doing the sandbag sprint. Yeah. And it's like 30 pixels. How is that possible? So, you just showed it to me. Yeah. And it looked bad. Bad. <laughs> like, terrible. <laughs> like Anytime any iPhone user sends me a video, I'm like, don't even bother. Bro, it's like dial-up. Yeah, it's worse <laughs> than not having it at all. Yeah, so what is... Why? Alright, so there's two reasons. One is there's a physical limitation to when you send a multimedia message. Like when, you know, picture messages. Uh-huh. So, before iMessage and everything else. So, when you send a picture message to someone, it was multimedia messaging service. And it has a physical limitation to the file size, which is like 300, 300, 400 kilobytes very small 
And so when you send a video across that, it's going to automatically squish it. Compress it? To, or to the point where it will reduce the quality to the point where it can send. So that's the number one reason. But the number two reason is because Apple is a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> because there is now for Android a, uh, uh, a standard uh, that is not copyrighted. It's not a certain company that does it. It's a multi-organization standard called Rich Communication System, RCS. So if I send my video to another Android user that's upgraded to RCS from MMS, it's a full video. Just like when you all send iMessage to each other and you get the full video. It's using internet yeah. to uh, pass that message along instead of just the phone carrier. That's so crazy, man, that... that um. I guess it's platform-driven. It's platform-driven because yeah. they want you in their ecosystem. So <clears throat> yeah. they could, if they wanted to, they could make iMessage compatible with this open-world system, RCS, but they choose not to because I'm a fucking green bubble and fuck you. Yeah. So even though we have all these cool communication systems, you know. You're still limited to the bubble. You gotta be. Honestly, that's... And once you're... In that bubble, I think you you kind of stick with that bubble, correct? Pretty much. Pretty much. Like, I haven't switched. I, well, I haven't either, man. And everything's just so compatible with the the platform I use. What was the first smartphone you ever got? Bro, I had... It was an AT&T little flip phone. It was like a little silver... I don't remember the name of it, but it had a screen in the front. It was like a... I don't know. It's like... When it flipped open, it was that big. Nice. So that was my first cell phone, man. What about you? Wait, was it, what was your first smartphone? Though? Oh, smart, smart smartphone. Yeah. Uh, it it was an Apple. Which one? I don't remember the first one. I guess. What year ish was it? Uh, it was two thousand seven. Oh damn! You yeah. had one of the first ones. Yeah. That was like one of the first first. Well, ones. okay. It wouldn't have been in 2007, but yeah, it would have been the first, the first gen. I haven't never had a smart smartphone. I've never had, no, a uh, BlackBerry, <laughs> maybe. I mean, that's considered kind of like a smartphone yeah. at, at that time. Yeah, it was. Because you could do a lot more than, you know. The first smartphone I ever had was a Galaxy S3, 2012. Samsung? Yeah, the end of 2012 is when I got my first smartphone. Most people already had one by that point, I think. My yeah. brother was one of the last people to switch, bro. To smartphones? Yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. His first one was an iPhone SE. Yeah. yeah. Which was right after the 6 came out. It was a year after the 6, so that would have put it, what, like six or so years ago. Seven years ago, maybe. Seven years ago, I think. That's so crazy, bro. How kids nowadays, like, they won't know the difference of yeah, I don't know if that's good. <laughs> like, for them it's to be, like, growing up on tablets at, like, the age of one. It's not good in our point of view, but in their point of view and their lifespan, it's good because it's a necessity. And it's going to yeah. be a necessity. Like, jobs are going to depend on them. Like, uh, you got to learn how to use it, bro. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I'm not against learning how to use it. I think you should. Um, but 
mentally? Is it stable yeah, for them? Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Probably not, but you kind of measure. Look, when I was having a kid, that was like a big concern. And that's a concern that when you have kids, you're going to have to think about. Um, technology. How young. You know, do, do you let them experience childhood? And then do you let them struggle because you want them to experience what you experience? Because they will struggle because in school they use they use them. Yeah, my uh, coworker was saying that the public school is requiring them to buy a laptop yeah. for elementary students. Yeah, so that's that's a thing. Is that, that true? Yeah, that's a thing that Lorenzo's class hasn't yet told me. But that's a thing that, yeah. You, that seems kind of so fucked I'll up. I'll probably just give him, honestly, I'm probably just going to give him my Mac. Because yeah. all he needs to do is learn how to log into his school thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um, it's something that you I measure and I watch. He's doing emails. He's He knows how to do things. That's that good. I, I, yeah. You need to know how to do that. Exactly. Yeah, here's a, here's a technology question for you. If someday in the future... We, technology gets good enough that we can upload our brains. You're going to do it? Okay, but there'd be, for me, the type of person I am, there would have to be, there has to be some answers, or some questions answered. Like what? Okay, so when I'm uploaded to, yeah. what am I being uploaded to? Um... A digital existence. So that means, you know, there's kind of two options here. Is one, you could have an Android body that you go into that's exactly as good as your real one, except, you know, more durable. Like and the metaverse? Less... Like... No, no, no. I'm saying, like, let's say that you could have a robot body of yourself that oh, feels and just download as good as your regular body. It just doesn't age or, you know, if you break your fucking hand off <laughs> you're not gonna it's freak fixable. out of me. right yeah it's fixable um so that's one option okay would you do that and let's say you're gonna be like 80 years old when this happens i don't know because <laughs> yeah who doesn't wanna for me i would use it I would take it as like the, I would finish the things that I didn't finish because I was too busy trying to learn life and learn experiences and be wise that at that point I've already probably lived a lot of things and learned a lot of things that the reason why I probably wasn't successful I didn't accomplish a lot of things is because time was against me absolutely so I'll, I'll in that perspective i would download my mind and yeah, I, would, I would do it without hesitation yeah yeah, yeah no like question feelings and all that man like they you, stay yeah but yeah. but there's no way that you can combine a heart from a machine do you know what i mean like when do you when do you separate machine from like you don't have you're not gonna have a soul bro Mm, I mean, what that. in your mind? Well, I mean, okay, yeah, let's get into that then. Yeah. yeah, yes, in your mind, yeah, because, okay, so this is a subject I feel very passionately about. Um, Western civilization has completely misunderstood the concept of a soul, period. Okay. In the, in the New Testament, in Greek, 
every time you see the word soul in the New Testament, the Greek word for that is psyche. Your mind. Your mind. In the Greek original language of Christianity, there is literally no difference between the word for soul and mind. They're the same thing. Your mind is your soul. So period. Is that where the the terminology comes, or the example of like their third eye that that's like in right? It's like yeah, I mean, it's, it's in the, or the middle yeah. of your mind is like the your mind's eye, your your sixth chakra. Yeah, yeah. and that's some, that's one. So yeah, I could definitely um, yeah, but then also you have to think about like. You're just gonna live forever, bro. I mean, I'm okay with that. Have you seen The Sandman yet? No, I haven't seen it. On the Netflix? Sandman. Fuck, man. You gotta watch okay, it. Okay, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll write it down now. Right. Is it an anime or? No, no, no. It's a live action show that was based off of a comic book from the late 80s, Sand. early 90s, The Sandman. Okay. So there's this one episode in there where there's a dude who lives for like 600 years. And so the main character, the Sandman, the King of Dreams, visits this dude once every hundred years. And it's because this dude was like, oh, I'm not going to die. Dying is a sucker's game. I'm just not going to. And so he's like, all right, like, I'll see you in a hundred years then. And so he like goes through the centuries of this dude like having highs and lows. Like one, one time he visits and he's like a industry you know, leader in like the first printing presses and he's he's rich and has a great time. And then a couple hundred years later, well, he's broke and penniless and, and the Sandman keeps asking him, he's like, well, do you want to die yet? And he, the guy's like, no, are you kidding? Like, I've got so much more to live for. I'll turn my luck around. Yeah. And so after like 600 years, the guy's like, well, I don't think I'm ever going to want to die. Cause I like this. He's living different lives. Yeah. He's like, I like doing what I'm doing. I think that had to do a lot with who he was, though, too. Yeah, that's how I feel. As like that's my that's me. I, I could I could live for eight hundred yeah. years, I think, and be fine with it because I'm always gonna find new shit that I'm gonna want to okay. do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know if I'll ever be done. Yeah, man. That that's that's very cool, man. But we I don't think we'll see that in our lifetime. No, man. not at all. No, I don't There's think a so. Johnny Depp movie, man. That um. <laughs> That he downloads his uh, what was so the name he, I think I saw. I don't, I don't remember, but he downloads his mind into the to the internet or the computer. Um, I, now I think if it was me down, I, I would be more up for me downloading my mind into the internet. Okay, you'd be more for that, yeah. That's the second option. So I would do that before I would do right. an individual. Because I. Bro, you'd be able to do whatever you want, bro. Go wherever you want. Yeah. See I mean, whatever you want. Yeah, dude. It's like that. So when you have a kid, you watch these movies that are a little bit interesting. And one of them is about emojis. And. The emoji movie? Yeah, dude. And okay. it's so trippy, bro. Yeah. Like, even like Rick or Ralph. Like you you see those and like you I'll be honest, I haven't watched a kid movie in Well, it's understandable years. though, yeah. dude. It's Don't have the kids I yet. only have watched it cuz my kid, you know. Right. Um but you as a parent, you like, damn. I guess that's the reason why I would be want to download it onto the internet. 
because, dude, you, <laughs> you go anywhere. You can do it's anything. All there. You can, right, yeah. Cool. It's a good, that's a great question. Did you know that King Arthur didn't speak English? Totally unrelated. Um, I didn't know. I don't know much about King Arthur other than like the bullshit they tell you about, like the knights in the round table. And yeah. This I just learned this like two weeks ago, which is why I'm excited about it. I did not know that motherfucker did not speak English. Why? Because English had not arrived in England yet. So what were they speaking? They spoke a Celtic language called Britonic. Old yeah. Britonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it's more closely related to Irish Celtic or Scottish Gaelic. King Arthur was actually a Britonic man speaking something close to modern day Welsh that was trying to defend England from the Saxon invaders that brought their Germanic language that became English. That's so interesting. Man. Yeah. Because King Arthur's an English tale. That, yeah. He was speaking the language of his conquerors in the tales that were written about him. That's so interesting. Right? Yeah. Isn't that weird? So He did not speak English. So I got one for you, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. So at the end of the bus, uh, <laughs> at the end of a route of a bus, right, the yeah. bus driver, you know, when you always, when he drops you off, you know, he lets you out. He opens the door and yeah. he closes it, right? Yeah. Well, at the end of his shift, who closes the bus door? Oh, shit. <laughs> Never know. But I guess what? You can push them together and close them gotta nowadays. Be, right? I guess there's got to be a button. You have to be able to. There's like, probably a button that we just don't know about. Yeah. That he hits. It's like underneath so the there's wheel any, well. Hey, if there's any bus drivers out there that, yeah. that want to answer this question Let for us? Let us know. Let How the us... fuck do you do it? Yeah, because they I have mean... remote controls for all of their buses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Hey, never know, man. I guess we could probably call somebody about that. Do we you could know pro- what? we could call Greyhound and be like, "Hey, really important question: Who closes the door when the driver gets off?" Ding! They hang up right after right, you answer yeah, that. Like he knows too much. <laughs> He's a woke. He's a woke person. <laughs> they weren't supposed to ask about that. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> he calls his home office, but bro, worst scenario ever. They know. They know. Like, yeah, you ever seen Monsters Inc? You yeah. have you ever seen Monsters yeah, Inc? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool how they uh how they do that. That's cool. What with the doors? Yeah, with was the doors, the... and you go in, and like you're supposed to sneak, and like they get points. So it's an industry. It's a company that. They make money off of screaming, you know. Yeah, like, I I don't remember why did they how, why did that work? Like did so they, did they, they like capture the children's screams or something? Yeah, they remember. would capture the children's scream and depend on how scared the kids' scream was, it would boost up the level of like I don't know energy from screaming. <laughs> so mean, they're like they're, they were har- harnessing energy from the screen. This is their version of like fossil fuels. And when you really think about it, though, I'm sure you give some type of energy out when you scream. Yeah, I there's. Mean, yeah. We might not see it, but I'm sure, thirty years from now. People are gonna be running cars off screaming. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? You, you go, you're going to commute to work. You're just like, Aah! oh, it's like, hey, I got, <laughs> I got two miles left on this damn car. Oh, 
<laughs> you have just uploaded 10 miles. <laughs> <laughs> I want to record that sketch now. Oh, we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's... We, if all... real life worked like Monsters, Inc. Yeah. You, like, scream at your lights to turn them on in the morning. Yeah, dude. I, I bet I bet the people that work that at... That begs a question, actually. Right. I didn't mean to interrupt no, no, you. No, no, no. Okay, okay, but um, why don't the monsters just fucking scream? You know, because... why, why bring the kids into it? Why Wait, don't you just it... put them in a room and be like, yellow at this box? I think it is... The real deal thing that they harness is the fear. Uh, okay, they're capturing the emotion, not the, the emotion, not the of air. Okay. Of, okay, no, I just try to, I just try to branch it off to something realistically. Okay. You no, know. that feels like more how the science would work. Yeah, the fear would be no, more no, no. The, the <laughs> wind just yelling at the, your like, car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the reason I was like, yo, the fear. We don't know. Maybe. Long, yeah, long, I don't know long, if you no. can measure that. I, I don't know, man. You could measure how many like corticosteroids are in your blood after you get scared, but it's not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like the stress molecules that your body produces. Or maybe you some in the mind of uh, shooting off electric shots yeah. in your mind that kind of you can measure it. You know, it lights up half of your. Yeah. It'd be it'd be expensive to you know. Because I mean, I'm sure you gotta tap in spotties. What if we we're just giving MRIs to people and just scaring the fuck out of them while it's going on? That would work. Yeah. <laughs> all now right. we just need to find a test subject. Time to write DC, <laughs> write NASA, write all those fuckers. Princeton, no, I don't Nobel know. Prize Anybody, yeah. coming, bro. How to cure <laughs> your fear? And what about if we cured the fear? I don't think that's a good thing, actually. I think but fear we is would, healthy. We would make a lot of money. Oh yeah, we yeah, you're right. We're gonna make that. But it would. I'm, definitely I'm here be for a, it. I don't know if it's the right thing to do. No, but I'm, I'm ready I'm for sure, it. I'm sure people will die. They'll lose fear of walking down in front of a car. Clap. Now that's interesting. I don't think that the fear is what stops us from walking in front of a car. You not like there. That may be a component. fear of dying. I, that, right, that, but there's or a the difference between the, there's a difference between the fear of it and the logical knowing that that's what would happen. Like even if I didn't have fear, I would know not to walk into a car because I would prefer not to die. So that's you're having that's you having conscience, right? Right. Yeah. Like that's what separates us from animals. Yeah. What do you? What do you? What do you feel like you're? Af- I don't feel like I'm afraid of much. What do you feel like you're afraid of? Like, I'll put it this way. Maybe in the moment, if I'm like, okay, heights that could kill me where there's not like a barrier. That's a, that's a fear for you? Yeah. But that ties in with what we were just talking about. Like, yeah. There's the logical knowledge that I could die from that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to have some type of facts behind it that are, you know. They are going to hold up to the, right. you know, you dying. I think my biggest fear, though, is not even like a physical thing. is like me not reaching the potential that I have. Yeah. That's probably my biggest fear. Hmm. But is that something that like, do you, when you, like, when you think about that, does it like cause a reaction in your body that? Yeah, you, you, get, you okay. get like that. Okay. I get like that antsy feeling. Like when like, people who are afraid of spiders see a spider. Yeah, I, I you get that like um, 
get that like anxiety feeling okay like, oh shit like yeah when i think of that i just because i know that i know that i'm i can do so much more yeah that's my biggest fear what about you i felt i don't even know man i don't i don't know that i know them until they happen maybe I will tell I, t- I will tell you I did have a small amount of fear before we ate the Reaper mash. When I like when I I tell you when I put it on the spoon and I saw I I did have a little bit of fear because I told you I was like I don't want to do this. Okay. But that's a combination of like knowing exactly what that's going to do. But I've never felt that about a pepper. I've never felt that about any hot stuff before now if you put a pocky one chip in my hand i might definitely feel that way have you ever seen the one chip challenges yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. would you do one it would be way hotter than what we did yesterday but it's not like a fear of i wouldn't do it it's just of like a going through the process mm. Of like, right? I know I could do it, but it's just the process of it. Fear, I'm not fearing it. Where like, I'm like, bro, g- give me ten thousand and I'll do it. That's oh, not, yeah. with no fear. I would do a lot with for 10, no 000. fear, no nothing. Like, I, and and it's not like it's not like I fear it, but the money is gonna get me through the process. You know when I feel the worst, like when when I, when I have to that feeling right there, when I have to go to my kids' meetings with like his teachers. Yeah, dude, I get that really that fear in between. I don't. I guess it also has to do with like previous experiences in your life that manipulate like your your thoughts and like for for me, yeah. it's kind of like. I wasn't a straight A student. I was a goofball, bro. I was more interested in like the life lessons and like the life shit. Yeah. Like the school studying, like it bored me. So I was like, "Fuck that!" Like, if I need it, yeah, I need to get through it. I get through it. But like, it wasn't like a, I want to read. Like, I want to do this. No, I would rather if it was like read a book about surfing. Yeah. Or going to surf for the first time. Hell yeah. I would go surf. Hell yeah. There's some people they'd be like, no, I'm going to read and get knowledge about the situation first. I'm opposite. I'm hands-on, bro. I'm hands-on learner, too. So, like, I think that comes into perspective also that, like, I'm super emotional. And I'm a super, like, I, I believe in experiences. Yeah. Instead of... And that does that does change your mind changes your thoughts fears you know something interesting i learned that lemurs in like madagascar (laughs) lemurs have a terrible fear of birds okay uh uh-huh and and in the movie so in the movie the the penguins built this Airplane that was in shape of a bird. Oh, you're talking about the the animated movie Madagascar. The lemur. Was oh, I was talking about like the the country, oh. like actual lemurs. But go ahead, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just something that I just maybe not true. 
It's true in the movie, but it's not probably what, based what happened upon in the movie. The le- there's a there's an animal on there called a lemur. Yeah. And it was that was the only animal that was scared of the bird shape. So that's a real life thing. So that's a real life thing that they did for that movie. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. No shit. Cool. So and the reason is because at some point in their evolutionary history, there were larger birds of prey. There was a type of eagle that used to live on Madagascar that would hunt lemurs. And so they evolved to be afraid of birds because there was this eagle that would eat them all the time. So over the course of you know a few thousand years, the lemurs became afraid of the eagle and other birds because of that eagle. Eventually, the eagle went extinct but the lemurs didn't stop being afraid of birds yeah even though there's no bird around anymore that will eat them but it's only been like 500 years that that thing's been gone so they will still freak out if they see a bird shadow even though there's nothing left that will eat them okay so i've uh, what was that there is an experiment they did that i I read about or I saw where like it was these monkeys that they put all these monkeys together let's just say five monkeys together and they gave them a banana yeah for example they say one monkey eats the banana right okay goes over and eats the banana and all the monkeys see him eat the bananas and then the people doing the experiment do something dramatic every time somebody touches the banana correct okay and what does what does zoo what does zoo monkeys end up doing they end up relating fuck something bad happens Uh, something bad happens every (laughs) Every time time i touch this thing every time they touch the banana okay like now there's now there's still the five monkeys right they add a new monkey that does not know, hasn't ever seen it. What is that monkey going to do? Go for the banana, the banana right? right? Okay, so the, he goes and grabs the monkey. And the other monkeys are like, no, nah, fuck that. We're going to beat this <laughs> motherfucker up. So they beat him up. Oh, shit. And the monkey's like, oh, what the fuck? The monkey might not grasp it the first yeah. time. He does it again the second time. And he clicks to him and like, oh, shit. I don't need to eat the banana. I don't want that to happen again. They add another monkey to it. Same thing happens. So now happens. the sixth monkey tries to stop the seventh monkey, even though he doesn't know why anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, that, it, well, what about if they went and changed it to they only put one monkey that knows that mm. with five other monkeys? They that, don't? They don't. Now, does the situation change there because of society... Of yeah, the monkey society? It, would, it would have to, right? Because the one monkey can't overpower five other ones to stop them. He's gonna probably freak out. But the action is the same, right? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. That's wild, dog. That yeah. When I read that, I was like, oh shit. Like, cool. How do I sign up to be a scientist to do these experiments? Yeah, you're gonna have to go to. Uh, like four years of grad school and then and then compete for one position out of like a 200 candidates that's what you're gonna have to do to be that 
Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I'll fuck just keep that. reading. <laughs> <laughs> I will let them do all that work, and then I'll just watch the video about it. Yeah, so little things like that are super interesting to me, man. That I guess psychology is a thing that interests me a yeah. little bit, like the, the human mind. I've the study have, of the soul. I've always been a watcher, man. I've always been like, I've always been quiet around new people, and I always watch them to just fill them out and see what they are. And I might not fuck with them. I might fuck with them. But, like, I've always been a quiet soul until, like, I really get to know you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll fuck with him. So, like, yeah, there's a, there's a balance involved in it all, right? You can't, yeah. just, you can't just go telling every person you meet your, like, your whole resume and life story. What's the point? Uh, I'm going to feel your vibe first. And then if you're, if you're cool... I'll let you in more. Boom. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's a couple of things we yeah. discussed. I think th- this this was a good... It was. Now we've let all of you beautiful listeners and the Uggos in as well. Yeah, and the people that don't dig us, fuck y'all. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but the ones that you do, thank you for your support. And you guys be on the lookout for other stuff, man. Um, we want to turn some of these clips into short stories. Yeah. We'll hopefully end up um, opening up an Instagram, a page, social media platform TikTok. for our stuff. Yeah, TikTok. Um, do some and, funny dances. Yeah, and our thing too is we also want to incorporate cool sketches that along the way of our relationships with our friends. We've kind of, you know, um, talked about doing and trying to master. Um, but I'm so totally down to add more people in that perspective of, you know, interviewing or just talking to other people. Um, once again, man, this is really our number one podcast. Um, Episode uh, one in the bag. Yeah. And uh, and we're learning as we go also. Um, we'll get better um, because we're no just... No promises. Uh, but we're just... <laughs> bro, we're just that type of people, though, man, that we're... Anything we do, we, we do it full. Um but all we ask is really for you guys to just subscribe and listen to us, man. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, and give us feedback because uh, we as long as it's good, we definitely we definitely want to talk about things that you know you guys maybe are interested in more than we know or would like to know. Because this is also a learning experience for me too. I want to learn from other people. Um, so, you got anything else to say, bro? I think we done did the thing. All right, man. Once again, this is Jafet. This is David Boyd. Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Number one podcast in the world. Universe. Universe. Yeah. (laughs) All right, see you guys.